Hi, it's Becky here from Thriving Language and I'm sat in the sun with Bex. We've been working, it's our Mad Monday working, isn't it? It really is. Covered yeah. everything, so you might have heard from us today. We've been speaking to some lovely practitioners yeah. and going out to do some training. Um, we were just having a discussion really about looking um, at children and understanding where they are and not putting our own judgment or measurement on them, weren't we? Yeah, and it, it came about, I was having a chat with my children who were both at secondary school, um, and one of my children talked about the clever, the, the other clever children. And when we sort of probed into that, I'm like, why, why do you, how do you know they're clever? And these are the children that find maths and science and English easy. And I was talking to my daughter about this and I said, why, why are we still sort of celebrating those subjects over and above other subjects? So, for example, I, I was trying to explain to her, you know, they might be great at maths, but you can play the piano and read music. And I see that as being really clever. I can't yeah. do that. And I'm really impressed by that skill. Um, but yet still, I think there's still in generally that feeling that we place that high value on that those core subjects, which are often gateway subjects to yeah. other further sort of education and higher education so then we, we sort of brought it back didn't we back down to early years and and to and to schools thinking really, about yeah. what what are we measuring mm. what are we valuing in children i think that i think that's the way as well and if you're great at maths that's fantastic yeah and yeah. if you're great at english that's fantastic and the sciences but if you're great at, like you say at music at dance at mm. swimming mm. at gardening at baking all of those things are really really important so we have to as a society start with early years and say you know i i think we're pretty good in early I think years so i think i think yeah. sometimes you know um it should be the other way around i think it's you know people talk about top-down mm. teaching but i think you know which is a is really not a great saying because actually we're talking about the foundations of early years yeah. so those foundations start in a great place mm. you know and we know like we've said before creativity diminishes once children go through the education system. So there are some fantastic, fantastic teachers out there all working with with loads of targets that they probably don't really want to work to. No. They may want to work to, that may be the way they work. However, we really need to see that value of the children. It's no point keep saying the unique child, the individual child, if that's not what we're seeing, is well, if, it? If that's not what we're measuring. Yeah. Because, you you know, it, it is. And I think you're right about early years, because I think... You know, when I'm talking, if, if I go into to nurses or I'm talking to, to practitioners and childminders, the conversations you have, the majority of the time, we're talking about that child's sort of emotional well-being and how they're interacting yeah. with their peers and how, you know, they're showing real empathy. And, and it's actually, those are the skills that are being really celebrated, for, for me, anecdotally, as a speech therapist, those are the skills that are being celebrated in the earliest environment. There's no talk about the, the more sort of yeah. academic stuff, if you like. Um, well, we all know, don't we? If you're not safe and you don't yeah. feel safe and you don't feel emotionally well, you're not you're not going to learn, are you? So mm. so we really don't want children to go through that, that um, I've got to be really good at maths to value myself. And surely yeah. that still can't be the case now. Like you're saying, mm. it, it is the case, it isn't is. it? It is, yeah. Because when we is. know, you know, that, that there are loads of different things co that can people learn in hugely mm. different ways don't they and it has yeah. to be assessed it's no point saying i'm so busy that mm. i have to assess the children in mm. a certain way it, we have to bring the value up of these other subjects don't we i wanted to just you know obviously um people know that i'm dyslexic and i've been reading this this is dyslexia by kate griggs and it's just fantastic isn't it and i just i was just chatting to bex about a little bit that i'd really like highlighted and circled and i've written all over this book and it is fantastic if you if you or your children 
are dyslexic it's a great read and also it's really gonna like some home truths are gonna be just be like wow I didn't realize mm. that so I'm just gonna read this one to you and just see if it resonates with you or see if you're a teacher how you can think about this so it is important to remember that if intelligence was measured as an ability to see the bigger picture or demonstrate creativity, innovation, imagination or communication skills, then dyslexics would ace every exam or work project. Mm. So again, what would that do for self-esteem for every single child? Because yeah. if, if you're measuring yourself only against a set of tests, that's not a great way, is yeah. it, for children? Where's children's self-esteem coming yeah. into that? And there's, there's, no, there's another saying, isn't there, about if, if, you, what is it, if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree? Yeah, yeah you're going <laughs> to... Yeah. yeah, it's never going to get there, no. is it? It's always going to spend its life saying stupid, I think, Einstein. Yeah, yeah and it is, it's true. It's, it's, looking, it's looking holistically, and I think that in early years, I think that we do that very well. Um, and it is... And you were saying something earlier, Becky, about somebody in Ofsted talking about... Oh, yeah, so Amanda Spielman's mm. talking about... Um, actually you know they've reiterated this again it is practitioner knowledge and mm. teacher knowledge of the child in early years they don't want reams and reams and reams of attainments like where are they it is your knowledge of that child where you're going to take that child yeah. and also what next like what's, yes. what how are we going to plan for this child's individual yeah. like needs really and, and that was reiterated again is so important but I think we, you know our colleagues in education in primary schools as well we really need to think about those frustrations mm. that it may be to be a teacher yes, and actually sure. have all, all these things where you do need to get these children to the end of like sort of certain certain like national curriculum guidelines yeah. or also targets and things as well but it can't be at the cost of, oh. of happiness and well-being can it, it can't be so you know and I think the well-being guy sent something this morning yes. on his on his Monday yeah. rounds of uh, every Monday you get a sort of a mm. well-being email and he talked about that it's like actually you cannot you know, if your outcomes are your main target, but your team, are, their well-being, they're getting frustrated, they're mm -hmm. getting angry with the children, you know, children are suffering through that, there's a bit of shouting going on, mm -hmm. there's a bit of also, you know, this isn't, this isn't great in this environment, then actually what those children like we say aren't going to feel safe they're not yeah. going to learn and we were talking about this what you need to as your as your priority is not those outcomes it is it is the t the team well-being and that's yeah. why children and we all know that we set an environment for our children to learn in you know if if that environment is emotionally not safe for those children no. How are they going to learn? No, absolutely. You know, and if they're all measured in a way that is actually, oh, none of those children, none of those children are where they're expected to be, or half of those children are expected mm. where to be, and these children, this child's so clever because she's this high. What does that make all the other children feel like? And what yeah. of those measurements? Yes. Yeah. So what? Yeah. 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 Because I'm telling you, if you see those children in different environments, yeah. you will see totally different ways. And if you teach them in a way that they learn, we know that children are, are physical learners. Mm. We know that children learn in loads of different ways. We've yeah. got to tap into that in our classrooms. Yeah. We can't just be sat and just be really like sort of you know yeah. this is how we're going to learn we're going to do a worksheet I mean who still does worksheets I think it probably still does yeah, happen but, but no, oh, you're just, right. you know the the best advice ever throw away the worksheets yeah. because that is you're not learning yeah. anything from those at all but I think you, you tapped into it earlier when you were, you were talking about the Ofsted stuff and you know 
in early years we do know our children you know I go I'll, if I go to a, to a nursery setting or you know to a visit and I ask oh can you tell me about this child my goodness the key person typically that's the person I'm talking to knows that child inside out yeah. they, don't, they don't go and get their file no. They, they know that they literally will tell me about yeah. that child what drives that child what motivates the child who their friends are how they communicate how they interact what their play preferences are so you've got all of that and you carry that in your head yeah you know it's you guys loads, all these it? children yeah. in your environment it's, 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 it's but amazing you know, you know them because you play them and I'm like saying they are kept in mind because yes. you might go to you might pop to a charity shop on the way home and go oh I know if that yeah. child was really interested in tractors oh there's a little tractor there I'm gonna I'm just gonna get that on the way home and do that yeah. and I take it back and I say oh I saw this and I thought about you that that child knows that they're loved and they're really yes. cared for yeah and you know that makes the child feel safe that makes them able to learn yeah and at their own pace go you know this is what we need isn't it? we need people who are going to be really creative who are going to be understood Definitely. but also don't for the sake of targets don't damage children's self-esteem no. you know no, it's, it's showing that child that they matter to you for who they are not yeah. how clever they are or what they can prove yeah. to you or it's... whether they fit into a routine that yes. you've decided is good for them yes. or good for all children actually those routines flexible routines mm. we know work so much better mm. you know if we need to have somewhere outside washing our hands so we can have a snack outside let's do that yeah. that's not a problem you yeah. know we can have a picnic outside some children might want to some children might not want to so we've got to look at you know how we work with each and every child and how creating that family atmosphere and that, that atmosphere of professional and being, love. And being creative, what you were saying from the, the Kate Griggs book, is that creativity, isn't it? Using that and applying that to, to, yeah. to your workplace and to the people you're working with. Do you know, I with. think every single... Because uh, we have a little... We have a hunch that probably in early years there are far more people who are dyslexic as well because they are so creative and mm. they are so imaginative and they work with what they've got and that it's so physical and you're outside as well so it's, it suits almost like the way that a dysle dyslexic would work yeah. I think that's probably it suited yeah. me to be inside and outside yeah, and, yeah and, and, and to really just enable your creativity you can yeah. you know because children will let you won't yeah they? You're, you're there with them so I would say I would recommend this book mm. to be read by all early years educationalists absolutely everybody whether you're dyslexic or whether you're not dyslexic because mm. you will get a real insight into how a child with dyslexia learns and this could just change somebody's life yeah, so i think absolutely big what's, it called? what's it called this is dyslexia by kate griggs yeah, yeah well done, kate. yeah brilliant <laughs> nice to chat Bex. thanks everybody and it, as always if you want to find us email us rebecca at thrivinglanguage.co.uk or you can head over to our website, which is www.thrivinglanguage.co.uk. And thanks for listening. Bye.